Hello and welcome to another episode of Sejanan, hosted by James, Stuart and me, Steve. We're just three guys raising awareness around men's mental health. There are no professionals here, it is just us three sharing our own opinions. Each episode, we'll explore different topics and challenges men face when it comes to handling their mental health. Our goal is to get people talking. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sedja Nan. I'm joined, as always, by my trusty co-hosts, Stu and Steve. Guys, how are we doing? How was your Christmas? It was a good Christmas, thank you. Um, Nice break. Um, I am back at work, sadly. Um, so soon after the Christmas period. But yeah, no, it was lovely. Thank you. Christmas was good. Thank you. Yeah, really, really good. Um, it's nice just to not be working. By the way, that was a strong intro, James. Quite like that. Very good. You know, like straight into the swing of things there. Well, I, I felt a bit like now we've got this new voice actor doing our intro. I kind of had to up my game a bit because, you know, I sounded like a miserable bastard otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard great things about this new guy. Fantastic things. Massive homosexual, but great things. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It just ticks a box. We're all about inclusivity. So you both managed to actually take time away from work, did you? Yes, yes. My, mine was a bit more forced, but I'll come on to that in a minute. But uh, yeah, it was interesting. So what was your what was your favourite gifts you got, Steve? What did you get? What was your what was your favourite prezi? Oh, now you see, that's a difficult question uh, to answer because I got quite a few. So I got a kind of like a, a static kind of model figure of Skeletor from my boyfriend, which was fucking amazing. Awesome. Um, I got a fucking smoke machine <laughs> for, 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 for kind of like filmmaking and stuff like that. Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be. <laughs> Knackered. Um, and I got like wireless microphones and stuff so that it helps on like when you're filming and stuff like that. Um, and I got, you know, like Robocop and a few other things. But yeah, I got some really good presents all around this year. So yeah, it was, it's hard to, to, to pin down one. How about the pair of you, apart from, I assume that Stu's going to say crutchless pants. No, that's not what I'm going to say. Although pants oh. is my favourite present, just to be clear. So my other half bought me pants, but not just any old pants. Right, okay, so this is, the clear, this is where they're the clear winner. So they're by a company called Just Wears, although other pant manufacturers are oh. available. And basically, the, their tagline is a palace for your phallus, which immediately <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> so just that, that alone in his... A lot of room in there then. <laughs> well, it's got, it's got... The best bit about it is it's got something called a nut hut. Mm-hmm. So it separates your nuts from your meat. So it separates the two away from each other. So it makes it more comfortable. And I'll be honest with you, they're fucking comfortable. They really are immense. What a great design. So there you go. So it's the first time, just clearly at the age I'm at now, that pants are the most awesome present that I've got. Doesn't it feel weird to kind of like have your nuts in a separate pocket? It did at first, but now you don't really notice it, weirdly. It's 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 the honest thing. To be fair, and my other half will tell you, the attempt at trying to get these nuts in the hut originally, it was a bit of a, it should be easier than this kind of conversation. <laughs> But uh, now, did you struggle to get them in there or were they just kept flopping out? They, well, they they were just getting them in. Oh, it was one of those. It was trying to work out how the pouch actually functioned without kind of like getting everything in there. 
So, but yeah, no, really good. It's quite bad when a man at your age doesn't know how to put on a pair of pants. It's true. There's a lot of things at my age I don't know how to do. It's just, (laughs) (laughs) but that is one. Uh, But the other awesome present I got was my daughter bought me a volume of Tintin comics, which I absolutely love. So that's also epic. Nice. Oh, very cool. What about you, James? So my my favourite was my eldest bought me a you know one of those Funko Pops. It's a it's a big box one. It's not a little one. It's Flash Gordon and it's got a Freddie Mercury Funko Pop oh, in it. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Which is very cool. I've not seen it before. So um, is that the one that's kind of got like a picture on the background? It's like like a diorama behind it. Kind of. I'll uh, I shall send you gentlemen a photo. I know I can't send the uh, the wider three listeners a picture. Well, we can. We can put it on the net. We can put it on the Instagram. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we can do. Yeah, yeah, very true. So check out the check out the Instagram page. You never know, you might get a like from Brian May. So that was that was my favourite, definitely. And then the other ones were just kind of odds and sods. Although I will tell you a funny story, right? I uh, I got to go to my folks for for Christmas dinner, and I can get away with this because you don't listen to the podcast, right? And I'm sitting there at Christmas table. I'm at one end. My mum's right down the other end of the table, and she looks up and goes, "I think we're going to have a problem." I'm like, "What? What? What have I done?" She went, "I think um the clothes I've bought you for Christmas ain't going to fit you." So why? She goes, well, you've put so much weight on. I think you're at like a triple XL now. I'm like, oh, JD. What? I mean, she might as well have taken a shit on your Christmas dinner. Yeah, she went, I bought you an XL, but I don't think that's going to fit you. I'm like, the T-shirt I'm wearing today is large. You know, it's like, oh, thanks for that. I better not have a second help in a Christmas dinner then, you know. He says whilst troubling it into his mouth. Oh, this is good. Absolutely. I would have done it and then made eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) You can always thank a parent for being so brutal, can't you? Absolutely. But it's fine. Did they fit, though? Oh, they did. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thong rode up my ass a little bit, but... um... But it was fine. Oh well, I mean that's that's the whole point of it, though. Yeah, I agree. But but let me tell you my other story that I referenced earlier, right? So I was off the Thursday and the Friday before Christmas, and I, I worked most of the Thursday just because that's what I do. And and Friday, I had a couple of calls in the morning, and then I just went to bed around lunchtime. And Stu rung me and went, you know, oh yeah, I've been asleep. He's like, oh, you obviously needed it. And literally, I put the phone down for him, and that was probably I don't know, sort of half two ish, something like that. And from then, like it was like the gates of hell had opened. Normal reaction when speaking to me. Well, yeah, absolutely. I was, uh, I started puking, right? And I didn't stop puking because I was eating so much. I then started shitting, right? Basically had it coming out of both ends like a fucking fountain. And one point I was laying on my bathroom floor, screaming in pain because I had shooting pains, like proper cramps up both of my legs. I couldn't actually stand up. I was crapping down the toilet, puking in the sink at the same time. That went on for 24 hours. So that was uh, that was good fun. And then I was in pain through most of Christmas, just from the, all of the retching and heaving that had gone on. And you know, the funniest thing about it, you know, when I eventually surfaced the next day, and I mentioned to Diane about it, I was like, you know, yeah, I was laying on the floor screaming in pain. She went, uh, yeah, I did hear you screaming upstairs. I went, oh, you didn't bother coming to check if I was all right. Let it never be said that we don't give good quality content on this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Even technically, it's technically that was shit. <laughs> it was indeed. It was indeed. I mean, it, it smelled... So what was it? Was it like the neurovirus? I don't know. I mean, um, you know, my youngest had been a little bit poorly uh, about a week before, and we just it was a bit of a tummy bug she'd probably picked up from school. So I can only assume I'd, I'd caught that off of her. But I haven't been that ill in poor, probably 15 years. Shit. Yep. Literally, yeah. What day was this? 
that was Friday afternoon, literally for 24 hours. So Jesus. I, I, I didn't leave the house until Christmas Eve in the morning. And I was like walking like a doddery old man. I just had no energy at all. It was just like literally dragging my feet along. And because I had to get a couple of last minute Christmas bits. Like nappies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I just bunged a load of cotton wool up there to get me out of the house. But, um... <laughs> you couldn't trust a fart that day. Oh, God. Do you know what? No, you really couldn't. You really couldn't. I tell. I remember, I remember waking up Saturday morning and uh, saying to me other half, if you're doing some washing today, there's a pile of pants on the bathroom floor that needs some attention. Oh, you dirty fucking bastard. You didn't leave them there, did you? Yeah. Oh, you fuck, you are rotten. I was dead. I was literally like, I thought when I was laying on that floor with the pains up and down my legs and, you know, puking and crapping, I was like, this is it. I'm done. I, I, I ain't getting over this. This is like, this is the end, you know? I'm not being funny. If I was your other half and I went upstairs and there was a load of shitty pants on the floor, I'd be done too. I'd be like, no, they weren't. I'm done with this shit. Uh, literally. literally. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't like fully loaded, in fairness. You know, it was just a. Uh, it just looked like an emergency runway. <laughs> pretty much. A very short runway. Yeah. It was like pebble dashing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you're better now, aren't you? Yeah, physically. Yeah, but it does it does get me thinking, right? You know, and it's I think a comedian has told this story before. But I was like, you know, heaving and heaving, and I, you know, normally when you you're sick, you're sick a couple of times, and then there's nothing left, right? And you're just retching, and there's just maybe a little bit of like stomach bile comes up or something. But oh yeah, this just kept coming. I was like, I don't know where this is coming from. I got no idea where inside me this is coming from. And then you're looking down the pan, and you're sure you're seeing like carrots and celery. You know, I don't even eat celery. You know, where does that come from? It's like grow inside you, you know? <laughs> well, think of it this way. That's how you managed to get into those clothes your mum bought you for Christmas because you fucking lost all that weight. Well, imagine how big she would have thought I would have been if I hadn't. So I'm just rolling James <laughs> to the front door, you know. Have you, have you seen the incredible? You know that bit when he kind of knocks on her door and uh, she comes on the screen and she sees him for the first time and she goes, oh my God, you've gotten fat. Come in. That's yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> so brutal. Yeah. So apart from you having explosive diarrhoea, you not being able to get your balls in your pants, <laughs> other than that, you all had a good Christmas. Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I spoke about this on last year's episode, you know, the, the kind of stress that goes with it of, you know, bit of a powder keg of bringing family together and, you know, whirlwind that goes on when you've got kids unwrapping presents left, right and centre and all of that. But no, all in all, it's very good, you know, and enjoyable. But it must be nice having kids in that respect, though, because, like, you, it kind of almost brings back the magic of Christmas because you get to an older age, like me, for example, who doesn't have kids or he's even around kids at Christmas. There's, It's just really, it's no... It's a restraining order. It doesn't really... <laughs> it doesn't really kind of um, make any different from any other day other than there's just even more shit on television. I'm uh, I'm ambivalent to be honest. I'd probably quite enjoy that. Oh, I was saying to I was actually saying to to, to Stu beforehand that I'd, for me personally, it didn't really feel like Christmas this year to me. No, I think it, it got here really quickly and it was over even quicker. Yeah, um, and like it just didn't feel like Christmas. And I think some of that was because normally I ha- I do a certain thing at the be- like the first weekend of December where I put my decks up and stuff, and I didn't do that this year. Um, just for one reason or another and stuff. And and because of that, my brain was then set into, oh, all right, okay, well, it's not really that festive. Mm. And so I put a Christmas tree up. It was a little one, but cost of living and all that, I didn't even turn it on. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it worked. 
turn that fucking thing straight off. I was like, no thanks. I'm not having my energy company fuck me in the in the new year when they put their prices up by five percent. They will anyway. They will anyway. Oh yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't mind. No one was watching. <laughs> That's where they put that tree. That's why I only got a little one. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking to Stu, right? He can hear you. Everything you're saying about him. Yeah, yeah, he's used yeah, to it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm one with the attitude. Remember, James? Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Well, that's enough about Christmas. Let's uh, let's get on to today's subject. So uh, I think we should, and this is my personal opinion. I don't really care what you two think. Um, we're going to talk New Year resolutions, right? So what I want from you both is to give me a view on how the last year's been. Did you meet any of your resolutions? Is there any you failed on? You know, being honest, and then look at this year going forward. What are you? What are your New Year's resolutions, and what what are you looking to achieve this year? Who wants to go first? Oh God, uh, I'll let Stuart go first. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. That's my that's my New Year's gift to you. But as far as I'm concerned, New Year's resolutions can go suck a dick. But um, I am going to make some changes this year. So last, hang on, hang on. I'm just noting these down. Stuart, go suck a dick. Yeah. What What was the next one? <laughs> Well, if that's the case, then I've definitely 100% um, successfully achieved my uh, New Year's resolution then. Oh. I thought you were going to say, if that's the case, pop up to Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna, I couldn't. I didn't. Yeah, you see, you thought your luck was in then, Stu, didn't you? You were like, oh, hello. I've got to be honest, I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. it, went, it went really quiet at my end. I was like, I'm not sure where he's doing with this. Oh, that's enough about your end. <laughs> oh, you're talking about sucking it. Come on. <laughs> anyway, last year, bag of shit because I didn't do anything um, with the best of intentions. Wanted to, wanted to make a bit of a difference, but I had so much going on with new job, moving home, just generally setting in with stuff, moving up the country. It was just a bit, <clears throat> a bit hit and miss for me. But um, the New Year's resolution is to try and become a little bit more organised because I am quite, fuck it, throw it up in the air and just hope that it lands. I try and end up being a little bit more organised, stick to a little bit more of what I say that I'm going to do if I've got plans. Um, and I know everyone says it, but and I need to lose some weight. I do. I've done it before. I managed it a couple of years back when we were going to the gym all the time, James, and it, it was a it was quite a, a nice feeling to have. And I have piled on the pounds, so... Uh, yeah, think of a way to um, to work on my my weight, but that's about it, really. I don't want to do too much because you know, you know, fuck resolutions, basically. I say it every year, but I'm going to try this time. So, so interestingly, I guess you know that was almost a bit uh, listening to what you hadn't achieved this year was a bit victimy, right? Because you have achieved a lot. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. No, but I mean, in terms of resolutions, things that I wanted to generally do. So like last year, I said, oh, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to do more exercise. Although, to be fair, I did do more exercise. Um, but I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to put more effort into the stuff. Didn't do any of it. It was kind of like, uh, whatever. Um, all, all came without any structure. I think that's probably more. It all came without any structure. Um, but yeah, achieving stuff last year. I mean, if you want to go through stuff I've achieved, basically exactly the same things I said. New job. Uh, moved house, moved up country, did a done walked a good hundred and twenty miles or so in the space of a few months, along with your good self. Um, so yeah, it's good stuff that's happened. Just need more structure. So that is twenty twenty four. Very good, Steve. Well, I mean, I definitely share the same sentiments as um, 
Emirates do, they can fuck off. I think personally, I think New Year's resolutions are just people's way of trying to convince themselves that they're actually going to do something different this year. When in fact, you just end up doing the same fucking shit every single year because, it's, you know, it. a lot of the things is are you looking forward in the year and going, well, I want to do this. I mean, if I'm 40 years old and I'm still saying the same things every year, and if I haven't done them by now, then I ain't going to. Um, so, no, I don't like this new year, new me thing. I'm definitely I'm definitely against that shit. People want to do it. All for you. All for it. Go for it. Go for it. I, I wish you all the luck. And I hope it doesn't end uh, end of January and you're all like, fuck this. I'm depressed. Well, thanks for listening today. It's been a really, really good episode. And, uh... <laughs> so, you begin to wish you'd never asked the question. Yeah, hell. This didn't go the way I planned it. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, for me personally, I, 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 I had them like everybody does. You all, you all kind of go, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. Yeah. But then life gets in the way, and then you realise actually a New Year's resolution is the, the low down on the. Because they're not even like, what people do. They're not really massive things, are they? Because people do it. It's not like people go. My New Year's resolution this year is I'm gonna, you know, do something massive. Like I don't know, I'm gonna do more for charity, or I'm gonna do this that, and the other. It's little things like I'm gonna try and stop drinking. Well, we all know that people do the dry January and then don't, and then come at the end of the year, you're like, did you stop drinking? Whilst you got a pint in your hand. No, not really. <laughs> but. I mean, I mean, I would like next. I mean, I wouldn't put it as a New Year's resolution. Only that I, I would put that I would know what I would like to concentrate on next year, but that I'm not going to put the pressure on the, that. So for me, it's the same as similar with Stu, lose weight. I mean, that's the that's the one thing that kind of like I again I lost weight ages ago, and then have piled it all on in the last six six months. Mm. Um, Due to being in a relationship, as anyone who's been in a new relationship knows, that's like terrible for your waistline. Absolutely. Um, especially when you live with a person who has no idea about like portion control. I love him to bits, but fucking hell, ridiculous. The amount of food he puts on your plate. And of course you have to... Is he a feeder? Is he... <laughs> well, I mean, he, he would say he isn't, but I mean, we had a meal the other week where it was like chili and... Uh, jack of potato yeah and when he brought it out it just looked like a bowl of chili because <laughs> there was that much there you couldn't even see the jack of potato um <laughs> so yeah for, for me yeah it would be um losing weight i think is is probably the the, the one thing that i'm going to try and do next year and what about looking back over the last year is there anything you're particularly proud of achievement wise um well this year has actually been or last year sorry was been a really tough one for me for many different reasons so i suppose getting through it is like one thing because you know when you deal with all that crap and you, you don't kind of give yourself enough credit to go fucking hell i managed to get through all that shit and i'm still here so yeah i think i'm proud of that i'm proud of the way i got through it and i've done like little things like i, I did the um cards against humanity thing very proud of that i've had a few projects in the in things that i worked in last year which went really well so i'm proud of that so i just hope i kind of have more of that in this year that's pretty much me what about you um i guess <clears throat> you know we we've done <clears throat> excuse me i mean uh, <clears throat> i've had some problems with my uh my throat recently it's uh it's not not public knowledge <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah sorry about that guys the uh, bastard wife tried to cut it the other day. 
So, anyway, as I was saying, right, so, <laughs> you know, we, we, <laughs> we've done an episode previously where we talked about goals. So Nangles was the episode. I shared some of my uh, my dreams and my aspirations. And I, you know, I, I refer back to that kind of chart that I drew up at the time or, you know, five-year-old's picture as it was. And, uh, you know, I've achieved a fair few things out of that. I've I've read more. I learned how to use chopsticks, which was a big one for me last. Well, a big one. It was a little one, but I'm making it a big one, uh, said your nan. And yeah, for me, I'm proud of those. I'm proud of, uh, I've done a lot of training over the last 12 months in terms of certifications. So a lot of stuff around mental health uh, counselling and, uh, you know, delving into certain mental health conditions. And I'm just about to finish another one, which is uh, well-being and eating and exercising and the relation that has with mental health. So that was uh, that was really good. Going forward, I'm... I'm still battling with uh, alcohol, as I think, you know, a lot of people do. So I want to, you know, probably take another few months out of drinking alcohol like I did uh, last, not last year, year before it was now, um, and just reset myself a bit there. And I think, like you two guys, want to lose a bit of weight, certainly piled on a bit in the last few months, and uh, I'm not particularly feeling very healthy. So uh, my challenges i don't want to be one of those new year gym goers you know it always gets absolutely rammed in january down the gym and then starts to kind of level off mid-february when people get bored of doing it so i might put that one on the back burner for a couple of weeks until it quietens down a bit i think that's the problem with going to the gym isn't it that's the thing is you want to go and do good and everyone else is doing exactly the same yes absolutely but it is good i mean it's i think you know i haven't known you for so long and also spending some time working out with you as well is that we know it's achievable don't we so i think it's mm. a good to have and you know what i've always said about your drinking i will always be the bloody person telling you to quit it as much as possible but i think your moderation's got better i mean if you look where you were yes a few years back to where you are now you've you've come on leaps and bounds you just need to be able to go no but you know the the, the job that you do comes with its own perils doesn't it you know it's quite stressful you are as we've said before you're you are the single car in your household, which provides you being a runaround a lot. And sometimes when you finally do get to chill, you just want to crack open a bottle of wine and relax for a bit. And because you've not got to drive, you know, we're not got to do something. We're not going to go somewhere. So um, the driving's actually been more of a savior, to be honest, over the last year. Because it holds you back. Yeah. Well, it holds me back. Most, most nights I am picking someone up or dropping them off or, you know, running to them from work for various family members, which, which hinders me from being able to drink. So that's a, a savior in some sense but you know it only takes you to have a absolute crap day at work with with you know everything on fire around you you get to the end of the day and just want to crack a bottle open and, and chuck some fatty food in the oven that's it you know yeah and the thing is is much probably for you is it i guess it tastes good to you doesn't it it's like a, it's a nice feeling you enjoy it so you go i want to do that because i crave it you know whether that part of that's because you like the taste of mm, it and the wine <laughs> yeah part of that's because you like the taste of it and part of it's because of its alcohol and it's got an addiction positive the same with food the reason you get so fucking fat is because nice food isn't going to keep you thin because <laughs> it tastes nice so you eat more of it you're kind of in a bit of a dodgy situation when it comes to eating and drinking because every time you find something that you really enjoy you just want to stuff more of it down your throat steve was that you giving him a compliment? Sorry, I, I, I... was it. That was a compliment. It was more of an accusation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it's and resolutions are hard to stick to because it's not just 
you, if your life was all rainbows and butterflies, resolutions would be relatively simple to stick to because you have nothing to draw you down that route. Well, you wouldn't need them, full stop. Ex- exactly that. So, and the life's hard. So, but I look at that and think, why do you need to to why do you need to wait until the first of Jan to actually do something to to better your life if you're going to do it? This, you don't. This is an excuse, isn't it? Yeah, and this is why I don't particularly agree with the whole res- New Year's resolution thing because people will use that. Oh well, I'll just eat shit and drink loads over Christmas, and I'll I'll, I'll stop it all on first of Jan. And it, it's that's that mindset isn't what you need. You need to be kind of like, no, fuck it, I'm going to do it right now. Um, and I think that's why I think people fail because they're they're setting themselves unrealistic expectations. Where if they just did stuff throughout the year, I think they'd be all right. I totally agree with you, actually. So if you get to December and you go, I'm going to make a change now. And you know what? I'm going to actually stay good all over Christmas. And if you could fight your way through that and exercise and calorie count or whatever you need to do and come out the other side. If you've achieved that over Christmas, you can achieve that for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get the Easter eggs in the shops. Oh, yeah. On Boxing Day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Easter's not till April, but fuck it. Let's put them out in January. Yeah, but cabbage cream eggs. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true though. My uh, my alleged better half works in a supermarket, as you two guys know, and uh, yeah, they take a delivery on Boxing Day of all their Easter eggs. <laughs> that is just ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, that is madness. It's, it's it just seems it just seems like a really preposterous time to start receiving all that stuff. I just I don't, but you know, I suppose they've got to shift it, haven't they? And the worst thing, sorry, just last thing about Easter eggs. The worst thing about Easter eggs, though, is as it gets closer to Easter, they start putting the freaking deals on, don't they? It's like 447 Easter eggs for £3. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I've got to buy them. I don't need that many, but I'm going to buy that many Easter eggs because they're there. And yes. I think that, yeah, that, absolutely. Is a real, yeah. that is a real ball ache. And then you're like, oh, I just remembered my New Year's resolution is to not buy as many Easter eggs. Oops. <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, it's interesting, right? So that's almost a mindset I go through, right? So I get... You know, my my children know I love Cadbury's dairy milk, right? Um, other chocolate bars are available. <laughs> We're not even sponsored by Cadbury's. Yeah, that's right. So I get bought the massive chocolate bars, you know, like the giant ones they do for uh, for my birthday. One kilogram. Or Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. And my problem is I'll go like, I know they're in the cupboard, but I want to be really good. So what I need to do is I need to eat it all so that it's out the house and then it's gone. And I haven't got to think about it anymore. So I'll just sit there and demolish a whole one of these chocolate bars in one sitting and then go, right, that's that done now. I haven't got to worry about it anymore. Now I can be healthy. Yeah, but then there'll be something else that you'll find and you're like, oh, I'll just finish that because that's exactly what I do. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, right, shit. I just sat here and ate an entire tub of fucking Pringles. Is it still prawn cocktail? Prawn cocktail and cheese and onion. They're they're like, they're my go-to. But then salt and vinegar is also another good one. But you see, yeah, just not the jive ones. Fuck them. <laughs> God, yeah, they're they're like so common. They're just horrendous tasting things. Um, so what I was going to say, Stu, and we probably should call it out is we've set some goals for the next year. We have, yeah, 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 yeah we have. So we're going to do the the Yorkshire Three Peaks. We are we are doing a a sleep out for homeless charity later in the year. Where Leeds Castle. So what what does that involve? So basically, basically, it's Castle. sleeping rough for a night. Oh fucking hell! Geez. Yeah, Castle. I'm just saying Castle until you say Leeds Castle because I'm not sleeping rough in Leeds, mate. Fucking hell! It was for dramatic effect, all right, and then you go and spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, don't care. Don't care. I don't want people to have 
any more seconds thinking that we're sleeping rough in the streets of Leeds. Right, okay. Leeds Castle, apparently. Thank you. We're sleeping in a castle. It's not even in the castle, it's in the grounds, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. As I said, we, we haven't got a cushy bed in Henry VIII's fucking late wife's bedroom. <laughs> like that. We're going to be in cardboard boxes somewhere. Yeah. Could be sitting on the throne in Dover Castle. We could be. <laughs> Amongst other things. So yeah, we've got those two lined up. No doubt we'll do the uh, the night walk again, the glow walk. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, a, that's definitely going to be something we'll do every year now. And one of the things we did talk about was actually, maybe not this year, but potentially looking at creating our own walk for charity, for our own organisation, which I think would be good. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, it's it's great raising money for other charities, but uh, it'd also be nice to help, uh, you know, claw back some of the money that we shell out on our charity. <laughs> it's kind of going the wrong way at the moment. We need to start making some money. It really is. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so yeah, there's, you know, let's not, not gloss over those things that we've already agreed to do this year. And I'm sure we'll get some extra walks in as well along the way. Yeah, I'm looking forward to them. I do enjoy the, uh, I do, do enjoy the walking. I think for me, that's one of the things that really keeps me grounded a lot of the time is taking those long walks. And, you know, you do 30 miles and you've just forgotten about everything. It's the oddest feeling, isn't it? But it's so good. Apart from the blisters on your feet and your toenails you leave on the beach. I think you could hear them explode at one point, can you? Yeah, pretty much. That's disgusting. It's like it was a, walking along the beach and you could hear explosions. It was like Dunkirk. We're, we're on a beach, right, which is on an army firing range, like literally miles from anybody. I'm standing there. He's got He's got both his socks and shoes off and he's picking his toenails off his feet. It's like, I'm going to end up fucking carrying him for the next three miles till we reach civilization. My God, it must it would have been like that 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 thing in the platoon, all the explosions going off and you're just carrying it. <laughs> yeah. In my defence, the toenails hadn't come off at that point, and if they had, I'd have been in less pain. But it was like two days later. Yeah, true. Two days later, and it was like, what's? Oh my God, that's my toenail. I wonder what the other foot's like. Oh my God, that's my other toenail. I mean, you'd think you'd think when you're the human body would be a little bit better than that, considering the fact that you know it's it should be used to walking rather than just shedding its fucking toenails. Yeah, but it's used to walking when you've got appropriate footwear, not brand new boots that you've not worn in properly. So they go, mm, "This isn't an appropriate environment for my feet. <laughs> Let's fuck it up." But he's all right. He's got himself some hush puppies now, so he's all good. <laughs> and a tweed jacket. Absolutely. Velcro ones at that. Age appropriate, James. Age appropriate. <laughs> Why don't you fuck off about my hush puppies? They're quite, they're rather nice. Thank you very much. <laughs> they're not fucking, they're not carpet slippers. I mean, I'm actually, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm quite surprised you're still awake at this time of night. <laughs> it is quite, it's quite late for me, Steve. I've got, to <laughs> I've got to go make some cocoa in a minute. <laughs> Has the nurse been in to change your bag yet? That's the question. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what gets me? Is you two aren't far... Well, actually, you're a lot further behind, but you're not that far behind, really. Well, far enough. Just wait till you're my fucking age and you're buying your fucking hush puppies and your knitted tart and fucking blanket. Are you buying your clothes from Marks and Spencers? No, not yet. No, I'm going to find... Well, I have got a Marks and Spencers voucher. I oh, see. That's it. That's, that's the slippery slope. You got the slippery slope. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you do that, you'll walk out there and you'll be like, Fuck, my youth is now gone. Firstly, it's a £5 voucher that I won on the postcode lottery. And if I'm going to spend £5 on anything in Marks and Spencer's, it's going to be fucking Percy Pigs. It ain't going to be clothes. Gets you off a bag. You might have to put money towards that, though. If you've only got £5. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So what we'll do is we'll we'll chat as the year goes on, I'm sure, on various episodes. And we'll just do a little bit of a check-in on how we're getting on with those goals and 
Steve, you can tell us, keep telling us how much you fucking hate it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I said like I, I do have goals for myself. My goals next year, uh, for this year um, is going to be trying to get myself losing a bit of weight um, and, 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 and doing that. That's pretty much, that's my main goal is just kind of losing weight and then being comfortable in my, in myself. Uh, oh, and annoying the other half as well. So if I can do that, which I've, I feel like if I had that as one of my uh, New Year's resolutions, I know for a fact that come December 31st, I know for a fact I would You'd be single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's put up with me for six months. Jesus. He needs a medal. I know. And in gay years, that what the fuck? Yeah. In gay years, that's like, uh, that's like a thousand years. So... And we haven't stabbed each other. I bet you have. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus Sorry. Christ. Sorry. <laughs> oh, what's got to be dirty, haven't you? Why is everything got to be dirty? Sorry, I have to go there with the pork Sorry. sauce. Jesus. It just, I could, that was just. You just couldn't help yourself, could you? That's, that's what she said. Or he said. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is what. This, Oh, I'm going to get giddy in a minute because I'm just going to... No, that's, to that's a slippery slope in on itself as well. You'll be here all day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that shouldn't be allowed conversations. Steve, oh. you put it so succinctly on a previous episode, you, you know, the ABC Mafia. Yeah, the Alphabet Mafia, yeah. That is what we are, the, the, the Velvet Glove. I oh, see, now I'm just <laughs> thinking Michael Jackson. <laughs> He wore white velvet gloves. Did he? I thought he wore a sequined glove. I just didn't even know where that was going either. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think straight after this stuff's going, it's not just a normal conversation. He's not just talking about a glove and Michael Jackson. It's got to be to do with something else. <laughs> oh, let me ring his nurse. He needs some oxygen. Hang on. Oh, I know. Yeah. Bless him. <laughs> oh. That's the reason you and James can't go to nice places. You know that, right? It's just me. It's because of me. That's why you have to go and sleep in fucking Leeds Castle because yeah. no no hotels will let you stay. That is also very true. I mean, to be fair, there's worse places I've stayed. <laughs> Actual Leeds? Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> I'm sure that anyone listening from Leeds would would. I'm sure they they love where they live. I've never been to Leeds, so I can't comment. I will take that silence as a no comment needed. No, do you know what? Leeds was all right. The only place I've ever felt unsafe at night, and bearing in mind I'm a Londoner, right, so I'm used to being out in London of an evening till all time of day and night, was a night out in Glasgow. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, and I've got friends who live up there, and they're great people, but I just felt unsafe walking the streets of Glasgow late at night compared to streets of London. I went to Glasgow, fucking hell, years and years and years ago, um, and I... So it was your fault. <laughs> yeah, it's all me. But like, I'm not going to lie. Like this, I I remember going there, and I I went. To, it's the only football match I've ever seen in my life was an old firm game. So there was like Rangers and Celtic, and we were there in Glasgow. And I just remember walking through the streets, and I didn't want to speak because I was like, if they know I'm English, they might stab me. <laughs> <laughs> Putting on your best fake accent, were you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they could, they could tell. It was, you know, they could, they could smell the fear. I would imagine. Well, that and the links. Yes, they don't sell links Africa up there. They sell iron brew. No, awesome. <laughs> yeah, just douse themselves in it. I'm good with that. Do you know McDonald's in Scotland sells iron brew? They just don't sell iron brew. Yeah, interesting fact for you. Other fast food chains are available. Just uh, 
and so are other other kind of energy drinks. Is it an energy drink? No, it's not an energy drink. It's a it's a soft drink. I don't think I've ever had Iron Brew. What? You need to try it. Do I though? New Year's resolution for you: try Iron Brew. Yeah. <laughs> Is it just like Lucasade? No. No. Oh. No, it's nicer. I think personally. Okay. I can't really akin it to anything. It's got such a unique taste. That is true. It hasn't, there's no other drink out there that it tastes like, is there? Can you buy it in like normal shops? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I've never looked for it, I've never actually seen it. So, well, I'll let you. I'll let you know end of next year whether I have tried some. Good. And if you haven't tried it by the time we come and see you, we'll bring you a bottle. Absolutely. Oh, thanks. There you go. That doesn't mean you're going to win Cards Against Humanity just by bribing me because of you bringing up an iron. We don't need bribery. <laughs> and also, that's not an excuse for you to be a fecking tight ass either and not go and buy yourself a bottle. <laughs> he just waits till the next time he sees us just so he doesn't have to spend yeah. 75p on a can of fucking pot. Yeah. Oh, I really uh, haven't found it anywhere. Oh, you know, thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> mm, you've, you've seen through my, uh, my, my clever ruse. Known you long enough. <laughs> Speaking of that, right? Uh, this is uh, maybe podcast worthy, maybe not. So, chatting to uh, to one of my children about learning their modern foreign languages and stuff, and it and it got me thinking of uh, us learning German at secondary school. <laughs> right now, our our German teacher was also our form tutor, and uh, he was uh, in fairness, right? He was a really nice guy, and he we was. gave him such a fucking hard time. Unbelievable. Yeah, you did. I didn't. Fuck off. <laughs> but he had such a temper. Oh. Like, you know, he just like bang the table. And I remember once him banging the table and catching his glasses and his glasses went flying. And uh... but anyway, the, the point of the story was I remember us sitting in German class and he went, Right, class, today we're going to uh, listen to a tape. <laughs> and they had a you know what's coming, don't you? I do, I do. You're right. So they have a tape recorder at the front of the class mounted on the wall and the speakers around the class, right? And he and he puts the tape in and he presses play and it goes, <laughs> Ich habe einer. James, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> he went fucking mad. He'd been fucking around with the tape recorder during the lunch break. Didn't realise it was his tape that was in it. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> you can see redder and redder. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, that was funny. And and the other <laughs> the other memory for me while I'm on the school boat, and I don't know if it's the same as you, Stu, because obviously it was Victorian times. When <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, you used to get that, you know, they, you'd get someone that'd be like, get out of class now, the teacher would go. Yeah. And they'd go out and the teacher would follow them out and everyone in the class would be like, shh, 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 because you want to listen to them getting a bollocking outside yes. the classroom. <laughs> I remember that. You see, I always remember there was, in, uh, there was another one with Mr. with, the, with the, our form tutor, who was now also our uh, uh, German teacher. He sent someone out. <laughs> oh, it was really bad, actually. He, there was someone talking at the back of the class and um, he was, uh, he just stopped and he was like, oh, well, well, obviously you don't need to listen. So you've obviously know everything. So why don't you stand up and show the entire class what you've learned in the last four years of German? Because you obviously don't need to listen to me. And I can't remember who it was, but the, <laughs> they they stood up and they and they kind of put their arm out in front of them um, and shouted um, uh, 
you know, hail to a certain individual. <laughs> and uh, he basically threw them out. But when he threw them out, he wanted to try and be dramatic by slamming the door. But the doors had one of those slow release things, so they didn't slam. <laughs> so he was trying to slam this door, but it just wasn't working. And he stood outside. And all we could see was this door slowly closing. <laughs> and then everyone was like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go. Now he's shouting at her. <laughs> Oh dear. One one of my favourites, and we had a mutual friend um, at school, and this guy was a legend. And I he, he always used to backshat the teachers. So I remember sitting in a religious education class because that was a thing back then. And the teacher went, "I just I just don't know what to say. You know what 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 can I say?" <laughs> Our friend turned around and went, "Well, you could start by apologising. That'd be nice." <laughs> <laughs> That is how to talk to your teachers. Absolutely, absolutely. Don't don't do what we say, kids. You know. Yeah, don't don't well, do that. Well, if you do, just don't tell them. Just don't tell them we told you to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't ever remember there being something in school where you talk about re- re- New Year's resolutions like that was that wasn't something I ever seem to remember being a thing at, at school. No, same here actually. Didn't really talk about them at all. No, what I do remember is I used to have some epic roast dinners on a Sunday and then come in on a Monday morning with the most rotten of arses. <laughs> Like, literally, you could clear a room. So nothing's changed then? Nothing's changed there, no. (laughs) You've been slowly decaying since you were a kid. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Jesus. It's burnt through the hair. What's next? (laughs) (laughs) Your arse is so smooth. (laughs) Not a wrinkle in sight. It's like peroxide on my arse. Well, that was an image I never actually wanted, but thank you for that. Oh, wait till you see your Christmas card. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it better not be like, you know... A little brown kiss on the card from you. Absolutely. Oh, James, you've got to be done now. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. We could both do it. It'd be like a pair of eyes. Gross. <laughs> Absolutely gross. I'd, I'd, I'd rather not have a card uh, that has been pressed against your rusty sheriff's badge. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway, well, this is this has gone a very, very dim, dark route, hasn't it? So, uh, for our constant listeners, I, <laughs> I can only but apologise. You know, it's uh, I'm not apologising. <laughs> just, just after Christmas, we're all a bit happy, and uh, we'll get back to a more serious subject in the next episode. I'm sure. I'm not going to apologise. Wait till you hear my joke. <laughs> <sighs> right. Well, now you've lined that up. Come on, on that bombshell. Give us your gag. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure everyone will appreciate this one, but uh, it's a good one nonetheless. So I like it anyway. Um, so, what's another phrase for coming inside a woman? Oh God! Go on. Uh, loading the dishwasher. Oh, 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 oh. happy New Year! Right. Well, I've, I've got two. Right. So I'm going to tell one, and then I'm going to pass over to Steve, and then I'll come back for the second one. Right. So, okay. My first one. What's the difference between a joke and three cocks? Go on. Steve can't take a joke. (laughs) 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 Over to you, Steve. Go for it. Excuse me. Oh, God. Terrible cough. Um, Okay. How do you cancel your appointment at a sperm donor's clinic? Oh, no. <laughs> Go on. You ring them up and tell them you can't come. <laughs> so very simple, but so very good. <laughs> uh, right, let me let me try this one on you, gentlemen. This is a rather long one, so you'll have to bear with, right? Now, I want you to picture a scene, right? There's It's absolutely chucking it down, thunderstorm, gale force winds, and there's this postman out on his beat, right? 
and he's got this one final letter to deliver. He's absolutely drenched through to the bone. He's walked 15 miles that morning delivering letters. And it's the last one. And it's at the top of this hill that's a mile long. And he, he's climbing up this hill. The wind's blowing in his face, pushing him back down. And he gets right to the top of this hill. And there's this little cottage there. And he opens the gate, closes it behind him, starts making his way up the garden path. And before he knows it, he's suddenly pinned against the wall of this cottage with this massive fucking Alsatian. He's got his paws on his shoulders and it's snarling and snapping in his face. And his ass goes, huh? He's like, fucking hell, I'm dead here. This is going to have me. Anyway, the window opens and this little old deer's head pops out. And she went, it's all right, darling. It's all right, sweetheart. Don't, don't panic. It's all right. Kick his balls. So the boy's like, what? What? He goes, kick his balls. He likes that. Well, anyway, this postman had regulation steel toe cap, Doc Martin's 20 lace holes, and he went wallop. And this dog went, ho, 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 ho. And the old deer went, <laughs> you're in trouble now. And he went, well, why is that? She went, I meant his balls on the lawn. <laughs> there we go (laughs) it's another oldie but uh it's a goldie it's a goodie that's what it is (laughs) oh dear some of the oldies are the best as they always say they really are they really are so thank you gentlemen i do appreciate it um i think on the next episode we're going to be talking about hidden conditions both mental and physical and the impacts that that can have on your overall mental health so uh should be an interesting episode to uh, to come and join us for. Yeah, I think that's um, as we've kicked off the new year now with a bit of fun, <clears throat> we can sort of crack on with some uh, <laughs> what we actually decided to do this podcast for. What do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we give some people some we give some people some advice and some help, shall we? Yes, let's uh, let's do that. Yeah. No, I think I, I do think it's quite an interesting episode as well. I mean, we spoke about this off off, off air, <laughs> and yeah, I think that'd be quite a good uh, quite a good one to do. I think I, I think it would take a different turn than we expected, but let's wait and see. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it sounds an interesting one, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure as always, and we will catch you and our listeners on the uh, on the next episode. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, wonderful people. Well, thank you very much for listening to us today. Now, we're all very eager to hear any thoughts or suggestions that you might have. So why not connect with us via email at sedjonan at onthemend.org.uk. Or you can hit us up on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok using the handle at sedjonan. And failing that, you can also locate On The Mend on Facebook or LinkedIn. So if you'd like to support the On The Mend charity, why not consider treating us to a coffee? And you can find the link to do so in our show notes. Thanks again. Oh,